Welcome to Unleash Your Niche with me, Amy Cager, the podcast aimed at helping you get clear in your business niche and identity so you can stand out, become the go-to person in your field and attract more of the right customers. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Unleash Your Niche. If you're putting your hair out as to who your A-list client should be, or you're trying to niche down in your clients as you're stressing yourself out because you work with quite a few different types of people or businesses, then today's episode is for you. So defining your A-list client, who they are, causes a lot of stress and unwanted headspace. It's an important part of your business, isn't it? And you probably heard that if you try to appeal to everyone, you end up appealing to no one, but you don't want to lose out on business. Or you go the complete other way and you end up getting so picky, you end up either focusing on the wrong person or you're just focusing on the wrong things. And you start to ask yourself so many questions. Should I focus on this sector or that sector? Do I want to work with solopreneurs, small businesses or corporates? Where should I focus? I've worked with a few of the same types of businesses. Should I now focus on these? But I don't know if I only want to work with these types, but is it a good idea? Should I? Lots and lots of questions. Not knowing who would make the perfect client for you makes it difficult to know what to say that will resonate. And this is the thing that can make a massive impact to you, your marketing, the connections you make, your business decisions. It's so important to get to know this person as much as you possibly can. But I think a lot of people, when thinking about their clients, get a bit obsessed by the wrong things, which then adds to the stress and you start to get a bit caught up in this like customer persona bubble, when really it should be a lot more simple and stress-free. I know a lot of business owners get very overwhelmed by the thought that they need to have this laser-focused customer to have a niche, to stand out, to make their mark. But having a focused customer is only one of the ways. It's not the only way. And I have my own unique ometer method to help you get a bit clearer on this. I go over this in my free masterclass. So if you're interested in knowing more about what my unique ometer method is and how you can apply it to your business, then I'll put the link in the show notes or you can type in amycager.com slash masterclass. So as it is Valentine's Day today, how can you go about finding your perfect match? So I'm going to give you some ideas to help you get started to feel that little bit clearer on things when looking at and defining who your A-list client perhaps already is and you don't recognize it yet or who they might be. So the first thing I would suggest is to have a little bit of a review. So have a look back at your past clients and your current clients and take stock. Are there any obvious similarities popping out at you? So make a list of all your past and current clients and is there a common link? And when looking at them all at once, you might start to see that actually there are some similarities there. It could be that they're all in the same industry, all part of the same subtype of industry. They might all be at the same stage of business or they could just all be bubbly, positive people or have a particular personality trait that uh, they all seem to have. 
So is there something that jumps out at you straight away or anything maybe a little bit more subtle, the you know, a more underlying similarity that perhaps you haven't noticed before? It's, it's not all that obvious. It's good to start to have a peek at who you've already worked with. And as I say, by doing this, you might come across something unexpected that you hadn't realised that unifies them all. But if you don't, then and you really do have a hodgepodge of all different types of clients, or perhaps maybe you're a bit too new in your business to be able to see a pattern in your clients yet, then don't worry, as there's still more ways to help you get clearer on your A-list client. So my second thing to think about, now you've got your list of your past and the current clients, is who are the ones you liked working with? Now, it's really important to like working with your clients, especially if you're a service-based business where you're seeing and working with each other a lot. Also, as we're in this business malarkey to create a life we love, life is just too short not to get on with our wonderful clients. So it could be that all the accountants you've worked with were an absolute complete dream as they were also focused and dedicated, or it could be that the one-man band businesses you work with gain so much by working with you that you love seeing them achieve great things. Now really get focused and think about why you like working with this client. What was it about them that made working with them so enjoyable? Was it perhaps the type of business, service or product-based, bricks and mortar, new businesses, or have those been in business for a while? Or was it the sector or industry? Is there a type of industry you enjoy more than others? Something that maybe you have more of a personal connection with, maybe it's an interest of yours, or an industry that you used to work in yourself? Or perhaps it's the personality of the person. Do you have a similar outlook on life? Do you believe in the same values? Did you bond over a shared experience, perhaps? Get all of this down and it will start to paint a picture. So now for my next point, this is a bit more, a little bit of fun, potentially a bit of future thinking. So now have a think about who you would love to work with. Perhaps it's a type of client you you do already work with. Perhaps it's someone you're not working with quite yet, but you know would be the perfect match. If your fairy godmother could come in and wave their magic wand to give you the perfect client, who would it be? What type are they? Once again, are they product or service based? Do they have a bricks and mortar store? Are they based online? Are they all in the same sector? Do you love fitness perhaps and want to work more with fitness professionals? Or do you want to focus on education as you feel you can bring a bit more to the table as you used to be a teacher? Are you super passionate about helping tech fashion startups? Whatever it is, this is your time to kind of think about who that person might be. Who can you see yourself working with? By the way, if you say that your ideal client is someone that has money to pay you, go back to the back of the queue, please. Let's assume this, okay? Yes, this is really important as there has to be a need for what you offer to your audience as well as the budgets and them valuing what you do. But for this particular exercise, it's not thinking about the financial viability of your business. But of course, that should always be taken into consideration. But what I mean is an A-list client shouldn't be solely based on if they can afford you or not. There is something else that will make them ideal for you and, and you for them. So in a nutshell, there is more to your A-list client than just money and budgets. So now you know who you're currently working with, who you liked working with, and who you would love to work with. Now, 
Think about who it is that you feel you give the most value to. Who do you help the most? So this could require a little bit more thinking. So out of the people you've worked with before, were there any clients that you felt got more out of working with you or that you felt you could give more value because of a certain reason? Now, this is the bit that isn't all about you and what you want. This is about your clients and how you helped them. So this is a time to think about why some of your clients got more out of working with you or why you felt you could give just that little bit more. So were you able to give smaller businesses greater insight because of your corporate background or was it actually your corporate clients that got more out of you because you know how they work, you understand all the internal politics, the sign-off processes, all those other things? Or were you able to give a much better experience to the clients where you've had the same experiences? So not only can you help them with what you do, but you can also create a greater connection because you know firsthand what it's like to be in their shoes. Or maybe it's just that black and white fact of those who are more motivated see the results. Or for those that don't see what you do as a priority, just didn't put the work in. If that is the case, though, think about why they don't see it as a priority, even though they signed up to work with you. So this actually flows nicely into my next point of who do you not want to work with? And knowing who you don't want to work with can be just as valuable as those who you do. It's okay to have people that you don't want to work with. This is one of the benefits of working for yourself. You can choose who you get to work with. And it may be that all the product-based businesses were a complete nightmare because of this thing or the service-based businesses were a pain in the bum because of that. Okay, I've tried to be as diplomatic as I can in my example there. So I've encompassed every single one of you. So no trolling me, please. Or it might be that there are certain industries you don't feel as competent working with because you're unfamiliar with their sector or business type or whatever. So get it down. The more you can get down on a piece of paper, all these ideas will start to paint a picture of who your A-list client will be. And that includes what they're not. And this will make it so much easier to know what to say to them, where to say that, all those good things. So now you've made a list of who you're currently working with, who you like working with, who you would love to work with, who you feel you give the most value to, and who might not be your ideal person for whatever reason. And you might try and pass them to somebody else instead. So now I have left the most important point till last. Always save the best till last. This is super important and is the equivalent of the red asterisk question when you're filling out questionnaires. This is the most important thing when thinking about your customers and is the one thing you need to get really clear on. And now you're maybe wondering why I waited till the end to tell you this one. And the reason I didn't put it first is you need to get a good idea of who you want to work with from your perspective. And now we're flipping it around to think about your A-list client from your client's point of view. So now it's time to think about why would someone want to work with you? What do you help them with? What is their pain point or worry activator, as I like to call it? This thing will be the glue that keeps all your customers together. And getting really clear on this means that you could, in fact, work with a range of industries or sectors or types of businesses because they will all have this same thing that's causing them emotional pain or worry or stress. So a pain point is the emotional reason someone will want to work with you and why they need your help. 
So you need to really get inside their heads and think, is this a reason that will keep them awake at night? Okay, that's a bit dramatic. But what I mean is, is this reason something they will be actively thinking about that is on their mind? What is the transformation they want to see if they were to work with you or buy from you? What do they want their life or or business to look like if it wasn't for this one thing? Also think about what exact language they use to describe their worry. This is really, really important because just a turn of phrase can make a difference if they relate or resonate or not to what you're saying. This section is the bit that really needs the most time spent on it as you need to get really, really clear. And this is also something you should be constantly reviewing and tweaking in your business as you go along. And if you're not too sure about what these pain points or worry activators are, then ask your clients or your past clients. Do a little bit of research on perhaps Facebook groups you're in. How are people talking about what you do? What questions are they asking? Now, I do go into a bit more detail about how you can do this in my episode, How to Be Confident Choosing Your Niche. So do check that one out. Okay, so now go back and see what you've got for all the previous questions that you've asked yourself. How do the answers you wrote in the first few points relate to this one? How can you marry them up so that they all fit together to form your A-list client? And you will have noticed that I haven't gone into anything like what car they drive or what magazines they read because, to be honest, for the most part, this is not really that important. And this is the bit that people get quite het up about and quite stressed about. And sure, it's good to know how as much as possible about your A-list client so you can talk about things they will connect with or perhaps you'll know the right businesses to do collaborations with. But I also find these things can be quite limiting and can stop you from being open to working with more people who are actually your A-list clients. So the most important thing to be focusing on is that pain point that you solve for them. You may have also noticed I haven't mentioned money in any of my steps because I find that if you base your A-list client purely on who pays you the most, it may be great at the beginning, especially when you start to take luxury holidays or dine out in fancy restaurants, but it soon gets boring and a bit stressful if you don't like working with them or you feel they don't really get the most value out of you or they don't really value you either. Saying that though, if your ideal client is also the one that pays you the most, obviously, happy days, keep going. So if you're still struggling to get clear on who your A-list client is, the first thing is not to panic. Sometimes your A-list client happens more organically. Sometimes you just need to take a step back and assess, but that's okay. Have a little brainstorm and think about the questions I've spoken about, looking at past and wishlist clients. What does the ideal person you want to work with look like? And remember, it can be anything from industry, sector, type of business, or just personality or shared values. Once you've got a bit more of an idea of who you want to work with, then have a think about it from your client's point of view. What is their problem? How are they feeling now? And how do they want to feel once they have worked or bought from you? So tap into that emotion and why it is that they are the perfect customer for you because you will be able to help them and be the perfect solution for them. 
Remember though, that this is not set in stone and you can have more than one A-list client as long as it doesn't start to split your business and time completely so that you basically have two different businesses. And also you don't have to plaster this across your website, your content, social media. You can keep this to yourself so you know when the right person comes to you or you find that right person, the person you know to swipe right on as it were when you come across them. I hope you found that useful and take some of the stress away from thinking, should my client be this or that? As said, look at what is already there and take it from there. It can be organic and doesn't need to be rushed and you definitely don't need to make anything up or make decisions based on things that don't currently exist. It's a natural process. Don't get too caught up with demographics, but instead think about the problems you solve. That is the important thing. I also mentioned at the beginning of this episode that your customer is one way you can niche, but isn't the only way. So if you want to know more about how you can define your niche and get your business to stand out using my Unicominator method, then I have a free masterclass, especially for you, called How to Confidently Niche and If You Even Should, which is a great place to start if you're stressing yourself out over niching your customer or any aspect of your business. Go to amykager.com slash masterclass to download and watch that. If you found today's episode helpful and know of a friend that needs to hear this too, then do share it with them. And of course, do let me know via Instagram at amykagerbiz as this is the best place to chat to me if you have any comments about this episode as it's great to hear from you. So that's all from me. I'll catch up with you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thanks so much for listening to the Unleash Your Niche podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, do please check out amykager.com where you'll find more to help you get focused and clear on your niche and how to amplify that in your communication. (laughs) 